welcome back to the Recenter podcast. My name is Zach. I am the community pastor at Center Church in Lake County, and I, uh, I'm excited to relaunch this podcast series that we did back in 2019. While we were doing that series, we were also developing a tool called the Rhythms of Life booklet. Uh, we have edited and revamped and put a lot of design into this booklet, and now it's a free resource we have for you uh, that call Center Church your home. And anyone else that wants to check it out, stop by on a Sunday, pick up a booklet. They'll be under the seats, or you can find them at the guest services counter. And this is something we want to gift to you as a way to help you center your whole life on Jesus um, and find transformation through his presence, his word, and his spirit. Uh, and so today, uh, Eric Butel, who's one of our elders and myself, are going to discuss the life category of body. Uh, and in our day and age, in our cultural context, there is a lot of conversations about our body, about our gender, about the way we live in our bodies. Um, and so we want to bring a scriptural, biblical, holistic look at that. And that's what we're trying to do in the Rhythms of Life booklet. If you have kids listening, if you're playing this on the kitchen speaker while you're doing dishes, or or maybe you're listening in the car with kids, this is going to bring up topics of sexuality and sex and what, and what God says about that. So if that's something that you do not want them to hear, uh, maybe pause the podcast until you're alone or um, maybe put in some headphones and listen to it. I just wanted to give fair warning there so that you don't accidentally have something heard that you were not ready to talk about with your kids. All right, here's the intro to the life category body. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says, You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. God created us spirit and flesh, mind and body, immaterial and material, Therefore, a holistic, embodied spirituality is essential to following the way of Jesus. Yet, in a day and age that ignores boundaries, many of us are bringing great harm to the body that God has blessed us with. Sadly, there are too many examples to list. We're going to try and go through some of those examples in this podcast, but we will not cover all of them. Whatever your struggle is in your body, whatever your unhealthy rhythms may be living in your body— Lay them before the Holy Spirit. Ask him to reveal ways that God has created you unique in his image to be an image bearer of him. Ask for ways that you can redeem the way you're living in your body, to be a good steward of that body, to be a holy temple set apart for the presence of the Holy Spirit within you. All right, we're going to dive into this episode. I pray that it is uplifting, encouraging, and even challenging to you guys. Uh, and if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you can email me at zach at centerchurch.live, and I will do my best to find answers and continue the dialogue about how to live within our bodies and honor Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Here we go. So I don't know about you, Zach, in my uh, tradition or uh, my spiritual journey in, is, is walking with Jesus, uh, there is a good portion in my life that I think it was easy to think of, think of my life in a dualistic way, right? Mm -hmm. We are um, the spiritual aspects of our life, and then we happen to have a physical body, and there's that piece of what we do with our life as well. We tend to our spiritual life. That's where you grow. You want to make sure you're cultivating that. And then like the physical, yeah, you want to take care of yourself and things like that. But that's not really a spiritual discipline, yeah. right? That's just like, that's part of just being healthy. You separate it from spirituality. Exactly. Where that's really not a biblical concept, right? No, yeah. We are, we are both spirit and body. Mm -hmm. um, we exist in a 
body to be used for God's glory. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it talks about in uh, the scriptures to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Like we are in a body, our bodies matter. What we do with our bodies matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being kind of put put together and thinking about it in this uh, life rhythms piece, uh, this has been an area that I think has been more challenging for me in some ways because um, there's unhealthy habits I think I have around uh, the way I care for my own body at times. And then you're going to talk about, which I think is so good, is the way that we actually use our presence physically uh, to interact and love others well. Yeah. Um, so why don't you touch on that? Because we were talking about this right before, and I think there were some really great things you were saying. Yeah, I mean, I think when we start thinking about um, God's given us a physical body, we are both uh, flesh and spirit, that that's not a mistake, um, that he's put the two together to interact um, and that we become, I love Jesus' picture of like the temples being us now. When we talk about we are a living temple of which Jesus is the foundation, the cornerstone, and all of us are living stones, Paul talks about, mm-hmm. uh, which is because if you think about the temple, the temple was always where God's presence was. Mm-hmm. And uh, what switched or what changed in the new covenant uh, upon Jesus' death and resurrection is that the temple is destroyed shortly after in, in Jerusalem mm-hmm. because God's presence is now with his people. Mm-hmm. It's within the hearts of his sons and daughters, and we take his presence wherever we go. But yeah. the cool thing is God's presence is going through physical bodies. His presence is going through these living temples. Yeah. And since the holy presence of God lives in us, we need to see our bodies as that, as a temple of the Holy Spirit, and yeah. therefore must be kept holy, yeah. which gives a whole new light of reasons for like sexual purity. Uh, it gives a whole new a light of the way we think of our own body image, mm-hmm. um, that God created this temple that the Spirit lives in, and mm-hmm. this temple was created the way it is for a specific purpose that he has in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than hating ourselves, we start to see ourselves the way mm-hmm. that God has made us. Um, and so I think it's interesting just to to allow our minds, we talked about um, what, imaginative prayer, mm-hmm. allow our imaginations to think through, God, why did you make me this way? Help me to see myself the way you see me. Mm-hmm. Help me to love and honor and respect my body as the thing that you created to carry mm. your presence, uh, to be an image bearer of you. And so I think, um, yeah, I mean, we're in a sexually driven culture. We're in a uh, image obsessed culture. But in, so in our culture, we have, we have done, I think I've heard it called like a neo-Gnostic movement where Mm -hmm. the Gnostic movement was like, uh, the spirituality was so heightened that everything flesh was bad. Get rid of all flesh. Basically it was this idea that once I die, my spirit is finally free to be with the Lord. And so it was, uh, you got things like people would whip themselves Mm -hmm. or they would try and subjugate their body to pain and suffering so that their spirit would be more pure all unhealthy expressions that weren't biblical right um in identifying with the suffering of christ they would physically whip themselves like christ thinking that would make them more like christ right um but this new neo-gnostic movement is almost like if we can devalue the human body to just a vessel for our pleasure and animal releases if we can just work out so we're sexually attractive so we can just exploit sex with as many people as we want Mm -hmm. like if we just reduce uh, it reduced the body to just pleasure centers. So, so mm-hmm. I eat and I drink what I want and I just do whatever feels good in the moment. Um, there's no morals to this. If mm-hmm. we can get there, which is where our culture is headed, you see the, the breakdown in God's plan and structure for human existence. I mean, in sexual identity, in um, all these things with like hating our body image and the, the disorders that come from that, yeah. um, in sex trafficking, child yeah. sex trafficking, all these things are, are manifestations of what happens when we devalue and dehumanize yeah. the human body. Like God created, when I say dehumanize, I mean God created 
humanity yeah. and its wholeness is physical and spiritual yeah. and both are to be holy and set apart to the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so we as followers of Jesus need to maybe elevate the way we think of our bodies as temples of the Lord mm-hmm. and not just uh, this fleshly suit our spirit wears until, you know, it's gone. Yeah. And I think in that same vein of putting an emphasis on uh, how it's been used in wrong ways, we also, I think culturally, we tend to see our bodies as um, something to be overcome and not to limit us. So I think about the gender conversation these days, like the very fact that how how you were physically made, the idea that, well, that's a limitation. I feel like this, therefore I should be able to be this. Um, And you don't see that we were made to live in the limitations. Our body is a limitation to us, but under the right um, governance, uh, surrendered under the right view of what our bodies were made for, um, is actually a vehicle for God's grace. And as you said, a way to bring God's presence to those around us. So our Mm -hmm. bodies deeply, deeply matter. And we need to make sure we care for them well. So this isn't a just hey, work out more. Yeah. Here's you know we're not going to start a heritage workout right. ministry. It's not eat kale and right. work out. <laughs> right, but it is a um, pay attention to your body. Right, how you give your body as a sacrifice to God. Um, do the practices that we talked about, but know that even in those practices, pay attention to what's happening in your body. Your right. body tells you things about what's happening uh, in the spiritual realm as well. Yeah, so. I mean, emotions, right? Tears, yep. joy, laughter are all physical responses to a spiritual reality. And I think that's kind of cool that God's gifted us that mm. our bodies can feel the presence of the Lord. Yeah. Like he's spirit. And yet somehow our bodies and our flesh mm. react to his nearness in ways that are moving. Yeah. Um, even that is a gift and like should point to the fact that there's way more mystery to our bodies than we give credit. Yeah. So even in this time we're on zoom a lot right now. Right. And there's not a whole lot of in-person gathering and you miss the, the visual eye contact of a real human being or just the presence that comes mm -hmm. from being near someone not virtually, but physically. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so talking about Things like that, I think, um, or how we can use our bodies as a way to interact with God and to be able to experience God's presence in our life and in a way that brings God's kingdom Mm. to those around us. Zach, you were talking about um, really practical things about like choices we make when we maybe have a meal with somebody. Yeah. Or so talk more about that. Like, I love the idea of the emptying of ourselves and thinking of the other and the way that we actually use our bodies. Yeah, I mean, I think Paul uses this example in the, it's, I think it's the Corinthian church when he's speaking about like how they have these gatherings together where they eat meals. And what was happening is the rich people would get there early because they didn't have to work. And so they would be there from the morning eating and drinking mm-hmm. and they, everyone would bring food, but they would right. eat all the good food and good drink. <laughs> and basically by the time their people that worked at their households showed up, all the good food and drink was gone. They were already mm-hmm. drunk. And so it was actually causing a division yeah. in the church where, um, Paul was saying it shouldn't be like that, that we should honor each other with our choices that we have in our body, the way we eat, Mm. the way we drink. Um, He says all things are good, but not all things are beneficial, right? And Mm. so it's that filter of while there is no food that's impure, right? Mm -hmm. And and drink itself is not impure. There is a way that we can abuse food Mm -hmm. uh, that is either at the detriment to our own physical bodies because it's just too much and not healthy. Yeah. Uh, We think of Daniel who chose to forego the king's food for the vegetables and, and God honoring that decision. And Daniel is the healthiest of all of them. Mm. There are so many ways where we see, um, us choosing to honor God with our bodies, to keep them set apart, as Paul says, uh, holy and pleasing sacrifices to the Lord. Yeah. Meaning uh, that we don't just pursue the pleasure centers, but we learn how to enjoy the pleasures our body has in a God-honoring, 
uh, selfless way towards others. I mean, think about uh, the sexual relationship in marriage is supposed to be one of service and love mm. and sacrifice for the other's pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been flipped in our culture to what can I feel good out of this? Mm-hmm. How can I enjoy this person or use them for my pleasure? Mm-hmm. And that's not at all what sex was meant to be as yeah. the gift that God's given it. And so even in uh, in a marriage relationship, when you begin to honor your spouse by caring for their pleasure, there is a blessing in that, in that sex becomes a way more beautiful, selfless, loving thing that both parties enjoy and want to partake in. It becomes about intimacy and caring for each other, not just about uh, the pleasure that the individual can receive, yeah. which is God-honoring. Yeah. I think the, the sex conversation is one that we need to have, especially in this season, because pornography is more prevalent than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul specifically says something to the effect of uh, your body is a living temple and it's made holy because of God's presence. Would you go and now join that body with a prostitute? Mm. Absolutely not. But right. like then Jesus says, when we lust after a woman in our heart, we've already committed adultery with her. So this there's this mm. reality of yeah. you know pornography or lust or looking at, at women in this way that objectifies them or men, I guess women who are watching sure, listening yeah. men. Um, anytime we objectify another human being. And our flesh is is reacting in a like a selfish pleasure pursuing way. Yeah. It's dishonoring to God's presence within us. The interesting thing about that is Paul says all of their sins are um, no other sin is against the body like mm. sexual immorality. Yeah. So there's something there where something sexual unique, immorality yeah. is unique in the way that it is actually against your own body. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm not sure the mystery there, but I know that it's true because it's in scripture that uh, sexual immorality is damaging to our body in a way that we don't fully understand. Yeah. Um, and so as we begin to think how to reestablish our rhythms, I think uh, sexual purity is a huge one. Mm-hmm. We talk about exercise and sleep are all just good maintenance. But again, we talk about there are disciplines of abstinence mm-hmm. and disciplines of uh, engagement. Things, engagement. Yeah. yeah. And so while good sleep and exercise is an engagement one, yeah. I think the sexual one would be more of a, one of abstinence um, yeah. or right use. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, depending where you're at in your seasonal life, if you're in a committed marriage, even though that being the case, like how are you, how are you engaging in the sexual relationship in your marriage? Right. Is it a, like you said, a, is it the giving of the other in a self? Is it a, a emptying of yourself to give to the other or is it a give yeah. me what I want? Uh, I need this, you know, and if you're both doing that, obviously the serving piece and your needs are going to be met, which is good, but it is a posture of the heart. And I think those who are not, you know, within the context of a committed marriage, um, understanding sexuality, um, as like you said, it's a powerful, mysterious thing that God has given us for the context of a certain type of relationship mm-hmm. uh, bound by a marriage because you're fusing yourself with another right. in that. And right? you're being more vulnerable in that relationship with your body than you are with with anyone else. Absolutely. So yeah. it has to exist in a covenantal, trust-filled relationship where everyone is safe right. to be vulnerable. Yeah. So why we talk about that a little more, I think, in this is because... Like you said, culturally right now, that's probably very much under attack. Sex, oh, yeah. sex and sexuality is something that has become, uh, it's been demystified and it's been, been turned into, like you said, an impulse or just something that you do to feel good and everyone has the yeah. right to it. Well, even, whatever. we didn't talk about exercise. I think exercise, mm-hmm. if you look at any ad for any, any fitness company, yep. they're selling sex yeah. because those people are physically attractive and right. in very tight fitting clothing or no no shirt like right they're not actually selling a healthy lifestyle where your right. heart is functioning well and your lungs are functioning right. well they're selling a body image right which is sexualized and so i mean even the fitness industry um is sexualized and when we talk about diets 
Mm-hmm. Uh, most diets are talked about what, how much weight you can lose, mm-hmm. not about how you're going to feel or how your body will benefit from these vitamins and nutrients. So it just, you can just, I think once you can pull back the, the over-sexualization of everything in our culture and see sex in the right, in the right light that, mm-hmm. that God has as our bodies, um, I think sexual purity is something that will lead to, um, in immense amounts of reawakening and spiritual, um, what's it, what's the word? Renewal. Yeah, like a like a renewal, a personal renewal in your relationship with God. Yeah, um, and then a renewal in the church as we take sexual purity and sexual identity more serious as the culture takes it less serious. Yeah, uh, that is a setting apart of ourselves as a, oh, for as sure, a pleasing yeah. and holy sacrifice to the Lord. some other aspects of how we care for body. I think for me, that was very convicting is the way that we just care for ourselves. So you are not at your optimal self. If you are not sleeping the way you should be, yeah. if you're not caring for the, the way that you eat, if you are not, um, you know, doing something as simple as annual doctor visits, right? Getting your, you know, men, this is por- this portion of the podcast is for us. Like go see your doctor, get a checkup once a year, right? Go see a dentist. That's for me. Um, don't, you know, allow, like care for the body that God has given you, steward it well, because it's not just something to waste away. Right. It's participating in the act of us being the temples of the Holy Spirit and being God's presence in the world. And you think of the meticulous care that was taken with the temple. Mm -hmm. And if God's calling this our temple and we don't take any good care of, of this temple. Right. Right. What is that saying about how we value this vessel that carries the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Um, It's just this very interesting, very fascinating. I think when you start to really think about uh, the physical implications. The other thing I was thinking about is sleep. When you say get more sleep, I'm thinking, what's the number one thing that stops people from sleeping more? It's either mindless entertainment mm-hmm. or it's this sense that I'll sleep when I'm dead because there's just too much stuff to do right, right now. I'm, I got to stay busy. I got to accomplish my goals. I got to work um, on this. I got to work project. on this, work on that. And what is that saying is that with my body, I'm not honoring the fact that I'm dependent on God for the good things in life. I'm going to make them happen yeah. on my own. Yeah. And so I will forego sleep, which is something he models in rest right, and Sabbath. Right to accomplish the things on my own self-dependency, even in that as an act of rebellion and defiance Yeah. Um, in not sleeping, which those people who love to sleep are like, see, I was just obeying God <laughs> extra hard by sleeping. More. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I think um, just being aware, I think this is an easier one in some ways, more difficult in others, but it's, it's practical. It's yeah. just caring for what God has given you. And also to know that, um, the hard piece in this is we know that ultimately still we don't control every aspect of our health, right? Correct. So um, it's just stewarding what we can and what we've been given and open, holding that with open hands that we aren't going to be able to control the outcome. We right. may get sick. We may, other things may happen that are outside of our control, but we are called to steward what God has given us and, and steward it well. Yeah. Um, I know some folks listening, Zach, are going to have... Um, are wrestling with body image shame and issues like that. Um, Well, what you just said was huge. I think what you said was being a steward of what God has entrusted you with. I think Mm. body image becomes an issue when we start thinking about what God has entrusted other people with. Exactly. And when we start looking at their temple or we see, Hey, culture says this type of body is the ideal one. Yeah. And then what do we do start doing is we start devaluing the temple that God's given us and desiring the the temple that someone else has or their body. Yeah. Um, And, I think just that realization that 
the body you have is the body God has trusted to you to mm -hmm. care for as best you can. Things will be outside of your control, um, but there's a lot with your body that is within your control. Um, like you said, diet, exercise, rhythms yeah. of sleep. Um, and and when you learn to love your body and celebrate and, and just live in your body, the body image thing goes away. The comparison is what makes the body image thing so yeah. horrendous. Um, it's true. And it doesn't help that we're being inundated with the images to compare ourselves to you all the time. Which goes back to the mind. If we can get off social media yeah. and stop seeing what a perfect body looks like as much, there will be less uh, dissatisfaction with our own. Yeah, you shouldn't follow me on social media anymore, Zach. I know, you're ripped, man. you got to <laughs> stay, stay off those weights. They've become an idol. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, do you want to talk about, uh, we've kind of covered some practical ways to yeah. do this. Uh, is, there a, is there a particular practice for you? Yeah. I haven't, well, so I haven't, I think I'm going to go the other way this time. I'm going to okay. say, here's the area that I think I struggle with this the most. Yeah. I was going to ask that, but I didn't want to put you on the spot. No, so, do yeah. that please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I have an unhealthy relationship with food, mm. um, in the sense that like, I just, I love it so much mm -hmm. and I eat it sometimes when I'm not hungry just cause it tastes good. Um, and so the pleasure of food, um, and the thought of food and enjoying food can be, uh, something that I think I practice unhealthy. I don't eat food for nutritional values mm. and pleasure values. I eat it almost for as like a coping or I'm bored or like, yeah. you know, and that goes with drinking too. I think drinking can be like, um, I enjoy the taste of beer and some whiskey, but I think there, if I'm honest, there can be times that, uh, I want a beer or a whiskey to de-stress from my day. Yeah. And so it becomes a coping thing. So I just think that would be the unhealthy yeah. relationships in my body. Um, I've recently started exercising more. So, but for a long time after college, it was like, Hey, I played sports in college. My body will just stay in shape forever. Right. And that's not true. <laughs> um, so exercise is another one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think just finding a way to exercise that you enjoy. Mm. Um, I think recommending something small. Yeah. Uh, or if you're like me and you just want to jump all the way in <laughs> with something, which I normally do, just try and stay committed to it and not mm. just jump in for a week and then stop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for me, personal practices are, uh, there's things like intermittent fasting has been helpful to mm. me, which is just, uh, since I like to eat a bigger portion at dinner, what I'll do is I will maybe not have my breakfast or not have my, my lunch and mm -hmm. allow my body more time to rest digestively. And there, there's been all these studies yeah. over the benefits of allowing your digestive sure. system to rest more. Um, but intermittent fasting has been one, um, regular exercise has been one that has been helpful. The sleep one is probably one that I, again, I've just named all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently I so need to Zach, pay attention to my body. <laughs> can't eat well, you yeah. don't ever sleep yeah. and you don't exercise. Well, my enough. sleep, I'm always thinking I'm doing really well and then I'll look at like cuz I have one of those watches that kind of log how long oh, you sleep. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like my weekly average is under 6 hours. That's not good. Mm, like yeah. And some people are like 6 hours. That's awesome. Right. And if you're saying that, that's a problem. That is a problem. Uh, I think 7 to 8 is what we're supposed to shoot for. 8 would be awesome, awesome if I can yeah. get 8 hours of sleep a night. Yeah. Um But yeah, I would say honestly I think this is one that I would like to be more intentional about mm -hmm. setting up a plan and sticking to it and, and watching, watching how, um, intentionally linking that to my spirituality. Yeah. Right. Because I think that's even in, as I'm saying that none of the decisions I've made physically have been linked to spirituality. Yeah. Right. If I'm honest, I'm exercising because, uh, well, a bunch of my friends started riding bikes. So I started riding bikes Yeah. and I'm exercising because, you know, I want to look good. Right, but I really haven't linked much of it to spirituality, and that again goes back to that. I think it's in it's something that it's ingrained in us early. We learn the separation of the two. It's very difficult to integrate that 
are my actions and what I do to take care of myself are actually right. a spiritual practice. Right. So I would to piggyback on areas of weakness. I think I like that you love with that, and thank you for being vulnerable. I appreciate that. Um, I, I would just, say I just wish I had an area of strength to share. <laughs> you, you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to encourage you in something. No, you, just, so like, you just go with your areas. <laughs> so I would say food for sure for me as well. I, I think food is a coping mechanism I got when I was really young. Um, I was a very thin kid. And then uh, some things happened in my life family-wise where I could see. It's funny. I can see in pictures where I went from this skinny little redheaded kid to, whoa, what is that? Like, who ate me? Because... <laughs> Suddenly, I was a very chubby kid. Um, but I, I look back, and I'm like, man, that was right around this time in my life when this was going on. And emotionally, I fed myself with food yeah. to create uh, a way to, to deal with that. And so that's been a battle uh, huh. for me for that's a while. Yeah. I think what you just said, I mean, this is the first time I've thought about it, yeah. I think. But, like, you met an emotional, spiritual need with mm. a physical thing hmm. your body was yeah. craving for something that would come through a spiritual relationship yeah you know with the lord and you filled it with yeah. the physical food which was never able and it makes me think of when jesus says you know i have food you know nothing about yeah it's like you know <laughs> there's this link between our physical being filled and our spiritual being filled yeah um and so when you just said that that was interesting to think that you oh, were yeah. trying to meet a spiritual need an emotional need with a physical oh, yeah. solution. I mean, not to go back to the sex conversation again, but like that's also, again, the root of most of sexual brokenness yeah. is it's the controlling the vulnerability of not having to expose yourself, for lack of a better term, not necessarily just physically, but emotionally, the vulnerability of being given over to another to get the need met physically that would require you to... Yeah. You're getting the need met that doesn't require you any risk. Any risk, no vulnerability. Right? So there's something happening even in, in those actions that you're meeting a spiritual need of intimacy yeah. through a physical action. So our bodies absolutely are interconnected with yeah. that. And so, yeah, so food would be one that I'd say for, uh, it still is a battle for me. I, I lack self-control often in food. Um, if something's good, I'll just keep going. So I've been trying to pay attention more to that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and going to stress eating or I'm bored yeah. uh, and sugar is a good piece of that. So uh, that's one thing. And then I would say exercise, you know, I've gotten older. I've never been a workout gym rat guy at all. Yeah. Um, I went through what was really fascinating is I went through a season in my life one time where this clicked in a spiritual way for me. And it was when one day I just had this thought and conviction God's given me a body that works. Like I was young, I'm like I can move, I can run, my legs work, my arms work. I am blessed to like to have to, to be able to do things physically. Why am I not using my body to do the things I can do? And there was a conviction that happened. So at that time, I started to actually exercise and work out with a buddy and was more consistent with it. I'd say now it's a realization of like I'm getting older. Like, I want to be able to walk my girls down the aisle. Like, I want to be healthy and care for myself. Yeah. Um, I want to not miss out on the call that God could have on my life and what he wants to do through me yeah. because I've limited it by not taking care of myself. Hmm. So I think exercise um, is something that uh, has been a challenge, too, to be consistent. So yeah. And then I like to tell everybody about it when I'm doing it. So, yeah. hey, I've been running. Hey, I've been running I've been a lot. Running a lot. Know, yeah. but about two weeks. But about two weeks. It's been pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if you know the wear patterns on my shoes from a lot of miles. Right. I think there is a couple practical steps that come out of this. 
the first one that I'm challenging myself with is relinking physical body to spirituality. Hmm. I think yoga, people don't like it because it's, you know, it's believing something spiritually that's not true according to the Christian worldview, according to Jesus. But the linking of physical activity to a spiritual reality is something that I, I think I appreciate about yoga yeah. in the sense that like our physical exercise is supposed to be linked to our spiritual well-being. Mm, so yeah. for me, I think relinking my physical activity and my physical intake of my body, what yeah. I eat, what I drink, what I put in there back with my spirituality, everything is an act of worship to the Lord. Um, can I reclaim that in my mind and in my heart? I think mm-hmm. that's one thing I want to start doing um, is, is putting those things together. The other thing I would say is um, the regularity of exercise and healthy eating and sleeping and drinking, um, putting those in our lives as a way to care for and steward uh, the the body that God has given us, the temple that he's given us. Yeah. So practically, when we talk about reclaiming rhythms, again, it might help to kind of see what are our physical rhythms now with our body. Hmm. Yeah. And how do I want to repent and realign those uh, with with what I think is a God-honoring view of, of sexuality, of consumption of food and nutrition, of uh, daily activity and exercise. Um, how do I honor God with those decisions as well yeah. as we realign our rhythms? If you guys are new to this practice, as I said, just kind of evaluate your current rhythms with your body um, and find out where they're leading you. Uh, I would challenge you to look at your rhythm sexually um, and see where those are leading you. Are they within the teachings of Jesus? Um, are they within God's plan for sexuality? Yeah. And if not repent of those things, know that there's grace, not shame. Yes. Uh, that there is an invitation to reap the fruit of living life in the vine sexually as well. Hmm. Um, that there's a blessing there that you're, you're foregoing by living in what you think is, is these, these good rhythms, which really is not, if it's not in line with his yeah. way of living. Um, and, and you're then, never too far gone. No. Never. There is nobody listening to this or ever will that is too far gone. Hmm. Um, So that's a beautiful invitation and reminder there. Um, And then uh, build a simple structure. I mean, I think the the base level would be sleep more and take a daily walk and then go from there. Start small, start simple, and and grow it. Grow your rhythm of your body. It's good. I'm going to do some push-ups. All right. While Eric does those (laughs) push-ups, I'm going to pray for us. Father God, thank you for the gift of our bodies. Um, I know sometimes when we think about uh, heaven in the spiritual realm um, without bodies, it seems like foreign to us. And that's because you've created our spirits to live in a body and you've given us these bodies specifically. Um, There's a psalm that says we are fearfully and wonderfully made that you knit us together in our mother's womb and you know us full well. Just the intimacy of the way you've created us, um, the intimacy of the attributes you've given us physically, um, personality, all those things are part and parcel of who you've made us to be and how we fit into your body, uh, the church. And so we just pray that we would learn to relationally honor each other with our bodies, that we would learn to uh, submit our bodies to be holy and pleasing to you, that we would choose uh, to forego the pursuit of pleasure for the pursuit of holiness with our bodies. Um, We love you so much, Jesus. We thank you for pleasure, and it's a gift from you that we get to enjoy food, um, and we get to enjoy beauty with our eyes. but those are gifts, not the gods themselves. So help us to worship you and enjoy the beauties in their right place. Um, we pray all this, Holy Spirit, that you would fill us and, uh, and that you would find our temples holy and pleasing to you. And uh, we do this for your name, Jesus, and for your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening as we relaunch the Rhythms of Life podcast series. 
I also wanted to let everyone know that we have a Rhythms of Life retreat coming up April 30th, 2022. It'll run from 8.30 in the morning till 2 p.m. We want you guys to join us at the Mary and Joseph Spiritual Retreat House in Mundelein, and it'll be a time of directed spiritual retreat. And we're going to have a chance to worship together, to learn about some spiritual disciplines. We'll have time for you to get alone and practice these spiritual disciplines. Uh, We want you to then add them to your spiritual um, rhythms of life plan within the booklet. Uh, This is a great time to get away, to really be intentional, to pray, to think, to hear, to learn, uh, and to just create this rhythms of life plan that's going to help us be more intentional at placing Jesus at the center of our lives. And we're really going to focus at this retreat on abiding, getting away in silence and solitude, praying, journaling, and listening. Please join us. If you're able, there is going to be childcare available at the church. Uh, so if you want more information, I'm going to put the link to register and all of the details right there in the show notes for this podcast episode and every podcast episode in the Rhythms of Life series that we're relaunching. Again, we want to invite you to continue with us on this journey through the Rhythms of Life podcast as we unfold each one of these seven life categories coming up. If you don't have one of the Rhythms of Life booklets, feel free to stop by on a Sunday. We have them under the seats in the auditorium as well as at the guest services counter where you can grab one of those. Thanks again for listening, and we're just praying that you guys find the peace that comes only from Jesus. Have a great day.